Are you a woman serving in the military and may require a little motivation or support? Or you have a question but not sure of who to ask? Or you just need to know you aren't alone in a male-dominated profession? Well, The Military Woman and So Much More is the podcast for you to be inspired, educated, and motivated to be the best damn leader in and out of uniform. We as military women need to share resources to be taken seriously, make systemic changes, and groom future leaders. Despite our differences, we are stronger together. Join host Sharika Labrie as she speaks from either personal experience as an active duty officer or interviews guests with a variety of successes, challenges, or expert knowledge on topics worthy of discussion. Let's build a network of military women who support each other and continue to be the badasses we are. Here is your host. Hello, lady leaders. This is your host, Sharika Labrie. So today I am going to be doing a solo interview, <laughs> solo interview. Oh my goodness. It's been a long day. Um, it is 6.24 PM or 18.24 PM here in Hawaii. And I just got home not too long ago. And uh, before I get into the, the details of, of what I'm going to talk about today, which by the way is here. So stay tuned. I just wanted to just sit here and I wouldn't say vent, but sit in the bask of me actually sitting at my kitchen table recording this here podcast, because when I was walking in the door uh, after work, my family was walking out to go to the park. Um, So my husband was like, you want to go? I was like, nope, a quick note. I had a two second, like, you know, mommy guilt, like, oh man, I just got home. I probably should go to the playground with the boys. Nope. I was like, oh, I got so many things that I can do, starting with this podcast interview, because usually, usually I am up at four, between three to five to try to do interviews. Uh, And I sit in the garage because I have a naturally loud voice and I tend to seem like I'm screaming when I'm talking. So I don't want to wake up my entire family. So I go sit in the garage and it is extremely hot. Slowly, I'm kind of building like an office in my car. <laughs> I have a little desk now. Um, I just need a fan because uh, I I start talking fast when I'm hot because I just want to get it over with. So this is probably my third or fourth time recording this, but I wanted to make sure I gave you a good quality um, where I am talking at a great tune that I'm comfortable and that, you know, this be a worthy listen. So thank you for listening to my little ah moment, my mommy moment of a quiet house with no one here, no dogs, no kids, no husband. I love them all, but I never, I won't, I won't even say rarely. I never get (laughs) this alone time. (laughs) So, okay. On to the topic at hand hairstyles. How many people are excited? Oh, I wish I was having a live right now so I can see all the excitement of the hair, of what the Army specifically has been doing with uh, their regulations and updating. And man, it has been a change for the women. I would say it's been the year of the woman uh, just recently, which has been, man, fantastic. Um, and, you know, people who are retired are ready to come back in <laughs> so they can wear their hair in a ponytail. But no, seriously, why is this important? Well, about, well, when this podcast airs probably in the next week or two, uh, there will probably be a lot more ponytails and 
double French braise that you will see. Um, but I do know this is week, I want to say two and a half since the regulation was updated. And um, I'm not seeing a lot of ponytails, which is a little bit discouraging and disheartening uh, that not everyone just embraced it like the next day. But I get it. It took me probably two days to be like, oh, wait, I don't have to do my bun. Not that I put a lot of effort in my hair. I, I, I hate to admit this on a social media platform, but I have naturally curly hair. I have baby hairs that sticks up. You know, I can wet it. I can spit on it. Um, I can put mousse and gel on it, but they find their way out of whatever tight hole that they're in and they stick up. So I gave up on trying to control these baby hairs. Oh, a very long time ago. And then I also found that putting in hairspray and gel, my hair would dry. And then I would walk around like I had a head full of dandruff. So instead of walking around with white flaky hair, I just opted out of it and was like, let the baby hairs free right? So that's been how I've been rolling along uh, with my bun. And then I did the sock thing. Uh, if you've never had to do a bun, like you've always had shorter hair, something like that. I uh, went through the stages of trying different buns. Um, but you can actually buy a foam donut. It's like a donut hole. Uh, or you can be cheap like I was. And I had two socks. This is was when, you know, uh, knee length socks were in, you would cut the ends and then fold it into itself to make a donut. And I just used those bright white socks. And I had so much hair that I just covered it up and boom, it was a perfect circular donut bun. But you know, that just got too tedious as well. So I just twisted my hair, put two hair ties in it. I've used a little twisty hairpins. I uh, have those two uh, I have just been fortunate enough not to have the hair that um, causes migraines or uh, our thinning of the hair or our baldness. So hair has never really been that much of an issue and I do the least to it, but still I was thrilled to get the, the, the ponytail look and to do the double braids as well. So um, yeah, so why is this important, right? Well, there's probably, and I'm only assuming just based off some social media comments, but there has been some negativity towards the, the new hair regulations. They have been both women and men that are throwing some hate, some shade, man, to the, the hair, to the ponytail, right? Uh, I've heard that, oh, it, okay. And when I said I've heard, I've read somewhere because the people I work with have been nothing but supportive. I get, oh, wow, that's a nice ponytail. Look at you. Uh, swing that pony. And I do that. I swing it left to right. And it just wraps all around. <laughs> what is that song? I swing my hair back and forth. Whatever. Whatever it was. <laughs> but, you know, I do all that commotion, too, because uh, it's fun right now. But, oh, I see. I went off on a rant and I lost my train of thought. But basically. Let me find where I was going with this. Yes, there's been some some shade going on about these ponytails from men, women and men. Um, my unit has been very supportive, even though I have to say, well, there, we celebrated Nurses Week a week ago and went to a gathering for it. Um, and it was two of us, probably out of 30 women there that had ponytails. So again, by the time this podcast actually is put on the 
the platform, hopefully there'll be more ponytails and French braids and and pretty twist out there that we'll see. But for now, we'll just talk about it. And again, the importance of this new hair regulation. Uh, Cause a lot of people are confused by it. Like, why is this even important? The military has been this way for the ends of time. You know, you signed up, you knew what you were getting into. So why now, why does it matter? And just because things are how they are, 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 They've been how they've been doesn't make or doesn't mean that things aren't right and doesn't need to be updated to reflect, you know, the changes of times, basically. So some some of the negative things I've been reading, you know, the ponytail is messy. Um, the buns are way more professional. Hair can be used as a handle for hand to hand combat because we're going to hand to hand combat, but we're not even in war right now. But OK, uh, the new regulations are low standards and we should always exceed the standards, meaning the bun is the exceeding the standards. It looks unkept, it looks um, unprofessional. It could be detrimental to female soldiers' career prospects and loosening standards for one gender, uh, says the gender who can have beards for medical and religious approval is not fair. So, you know, as women are getting ponytails and nail polish and earrings and all these things that really don't affect their job performance, you know, men are like, this is not fair. We're about equity and I don't feel like I'm getting equal opportunities as women. And just, you know, for people who may not know you, a man can get approved for a beard due to medical reasons or religious reasons. A woman could never, before this new regulation, get approved to wear a ponytail, right, for any medical reasons. And there are medical reasons. And that is why, are one of the important reasons why we're talking about this. So hair history, a little bit of hair history. Men at one time were able to wear ponytails. Look at our founding fathers. <laughs> they all belong, most of them were in some battle at some point of time, but there was wigs. There was even something I, would, I was reading. If they didn't have long enough hair, they would tie a piece of leather uh, to their short hair and then tie another piece of hair to the end of the leather. So there was one point of time when ponytails were in. Uh, and as we know, women weren't able to join the military or weren't officially in the military because many women did secret scroll work in all the previous wars, but they weren't acknowledged uh, until like the 1970s. And even then I was looking at old hairstyles and everything was above the shoulder. Uh, there were, they were actually cute little hairstyles and then looked a lot more intricate than a bun but nothing that showed a ponytail, of course. Um, so ebbs and flows, wigs, ponytails, facial hair for men up until like World War I or so where shaving was required because of the gas mask. Uh, now we had new technology or um, new, new equipment to you know, save lives. So if you wanted to wear a gas mask with the proper seal, then you had to have a clean shaven face and also for sanitary reasons as well. They wanted your hair to be short. So the military ensured those standards move forward along, move forward to really to this day. So the new regulations, and I'm sure when the women came in, the hair was not even, the hair regulation or policy was not a thing to really discuss. It was just like, keep it short, keep it professional looking. So new regulations, the new policies allow women to shave their heads, or wear ponytails to their shoulder blades, 
uh, previously hair ponytails can only be worn during training are many female soldiers um, because you know the 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 bun would get in the way of the helmet and things like that uh, so they could wear it during training and tucked in but that was the only only time uh, hairstyle combinations such as braided twist and locks were also approved. So locks were approved in 2017, but there was some stipulations as well with size and diameter and all that, all those things, plus some weird faulty language um, as well that was left for subjectivity, I should say. Um, the old guidelines also added to the stress, just like what I just mentioned, uh, due to the language. Uh, words such as faddish, natural, professional, um, the use of commander's discretion without really properly educating leaders are defining those terms. So it just left a lot up for discussion and again, subjectivity to the commander. So why is this important? The old regulations allowed a lot of subjectivity to a majority of a population who did not understand black hairstyles. The maintenance costs and the time it takes to professionally style hair or perform daily styling. The old regulation didn't take into account the medical reasons. You know, women complained of migraines, alopecia, you know, alopecia, you would have to get steroids uh, in that bald spot in your head. And that wasn't even a guarantee that your hair would even grow back. Um, and as, as well as, like I mentioned before, the limitations of movement. I know I could not find my Kevlar. I had to go to the range and... Um, I borrowed one of the guys, Kevlar's, and holy moly, that was the worst decision ever. I couldn't see majority of the time because my bun was in the way, and I tried to maneuver the bun, and also, it wasn't a proper fitting Kevlar for me, so that just made it even more worse, but I remember my bun just kept tipping that darn Kevlar forward, so my eyes were covered half the time. Um, yeah, it was the worst shot I ever did before, but I think at the end, I remember my hair just being down and messy and your hair just gets tangled up in all the ropes and Velcro of the Kevlars, but whatever, I had to do what I had to do. And I'd be darned if anyone told me anything because I was putting you know, myself in jeopardy and safety uh, with having a loaded weapon and not able to see. But anyways, the old regulation didn't account for diversity, inclusion, and equity of the 40% of Black women who are in the military. And as we know, or maybe you don't, but that is really what the point of these regulations and, and updating them are, is to ensure that we are diversifying and we're including everyone you know, all shapes, sizes, and colors. And, you know, now that we have the hair on board, a lot of us are hoping for some height and weight regulations to be updated. It is time. It is so time for those to be updated. Because, um, man, it doesn't account for age, doesn't account for hormones, <laughs> babies. And uh, I'm, again, I'm going off of a tangent, but yeah, it doesn't count for a lot of things. Um, and the taping, yeah, it, it's, it's just antiquated and it's time to, to move along with that, that regulation as well. But we're, we're going to celebrate our small wins. And well, hair is a big win, hair. So again, why is 2021 hair regu updated regulation important? Because 
if you're not black, then you might not know the history of hair and its negative attributes associated to race that extends to hair. Black hair was either too nappy, it was wool-like, it looked unprofessional, unkept. And as we see in social media, uh, on TV commercials, European physical attributes such as fair skin, straight nose, light eyes, and straight hair has been the standard of beauty are at the very least understood as more professional uh, for majority of history. I mean, it's really been the last, I don't know, 10 years that we're seeing some diversity in social, and I think it's because of social media, but in our commercials, in magazines, and what people are now defining as beautiful, you know, such as the, the bigger butts, fuller lips, um, natural hair, it is more socially acceptable. But throughout history, nappy hair was not, okay? Black women wanted straight hair to be accepted into society. Uh, I, I remember, vaguely remember, I have naturally curly hair. Um, and I think I was going, this was in high school, I was going for an interview. I don't know if my mom told me, I Someone told me, though, uh, that, you know, I probably should straighten out my hair or I read somewhere. Either I was told or I read, you know, um, when going into an interview, some tips, right, that I should straighten my hair because curly was often mistaken for less, not only less professional, but professional, but people didn't take you seriously. So, you know, I ensured that I straightened my hair before I went to these interviews because, I didn't want to be taken as not serious. So anyways, back to the history. Um, now the military is finally taking, you know, different hair textures, length and growth patterns that most Black women alter, like I was just saying, with either chemicals uh, to appear more professional into consideration. So bravo, military. Um, and just for that, let me be clear, is hair is not just the military issue. It is also a civilian problem as well, okay? So the Crown Act uh, is backed by numerous studies on how hair discrimination affects women in the workplace. A national study by Dove reveals Black women are 80% more likely to change their natural hair to meet social norms or expectations at work. So moreover, Black women are 1.5 times more likely to have reported being sent home or know of a black woman sent home from a workplace because of her hair. So seven states now have made the, the bill law and is now at the federal level and is making its way to the Senate. So if it's approved by the Senate and President Biden, all 50 states would adopt a more inclusive practice. So again, the military, especially the army is usually a little bit behind in these things, but they are leading from the front for you know, equity, and inclusivity and diversity uh, for hair. So it's not all aesthetics. I'm sure, you know, some of you are a little like, but this is not a big deal. It's only hair. I prefer the bun. And if you do, that's fine. No one is forcing you to change your hairstyle up that you've probably been wearing for the last, you know, 15, 16 years. It's okay. The point is, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all, because just because it doesn't affect you, like the bun didn't affect me and, and my hair, um, and the ponytail doesn't either, 
that doesn't mean I'm going to go on social media and be like, well, we need to be looking for, we, we women need to be more worried about other things, you know, not our physical appearance, but maybe our physical strength and capabilities or maybe our perfecting our job or something like that. You know, that's not what we say in these times of a, again, a win, a win towards growing (laughs) and including everybody and thinking outside of the box to include everybody. So again, if, um, if you're one of those who thinks, oh, it's all aesthetics. Oh, you know, people are doing it just to look cute. I mean, that's a bonus, but again, there's medical problems. And then there's literally, you know, people that have to do things to the hair to, that isn't a natural form for them and, uh, and suffer from it after they leave the military. I was reading, and just a little quick story to sum that point up. Um, a few months ago, I came across a memorandum for a military course that said hairstyles need to be clean and conducive to the proper wear and fit of the protective mask. So hair must be free flowing, whatever, I mean, okay, I'll keep going. And that all fibers of the hair must lay flat under protective mask head harness. Hairstyles that prevent thorough washing of the scalp and hair, for example, tight braids, may not be worn into the hot area. Prohibited hairstyles include, but may not be limited to braids, buns, beads, dreadlocks, cornrows, and weaves. So first off, no one wears beads in the, the military. And second off, um, like what hairstyle then? If buns and and cornrows and is is not allowed, then what what is allowed? What does that even mean? Free flowing? Like when I when I think of free flowing, I think of long hair, you know, <laughs> flying in the wind, and that ain't everybody's hair texture. <laughs> if um, you ever seen an afro, hair grows up not backing out, right? Like, how do you get flat in, into the head? Well, you got to put some chemicals in it to get it flat into the head. And who got time for that when you're out and about in a deployed, austere environment, right? No one has time for that, or if it's even available to them. So, so many Black women had trouble in a deployed setting. You know, a lot of them do braids, or some other, or cut it off altogether um, just to try to maintain their hair uh, during those times. So they're not subjected to breakage and again, alopecia and other things that, you know, affect them again after the military. So if you are having questions, concerns about these new hair regulations, think about people that may not be in your circle, who may not look like you, um, you know, and just think about them and try to relate, I guess you can say. So again, bravo to the military for allowing natural, you know, short close cuts for women, ponytails and braids. And if a ponytail helps someone feel better about themselves and improves their job performance because they don't have to go home early due to a migraine. uh, So, and whether they choose to have a bald head or a long braid or, or whatever, women in the workplace know what they're doing with their hair. And we know our limitations. So please, please know your regulations. Read and carry 670-1. 
um, before you go, um, you know, before you go correct someone, make sure you know the regulation as well. And, you know, just pull them to the side and say, and saying, you know what, I think this might be out of regulation. Let's read it together, pull it out your pocket, one of the, you know, 10 cargo pockets that we have, and let's read it together. And just, if you're wrong, just be like, I apologize. This is still new to me. My eyes are still trying to get adjusted where that shoulder blade is. <laughs> but anywho, uh, and again, if you don't agree with it, you don't have to do it. Just keep on moving along, right? Um, and let's keep on pushing the military to make these changes that affects us all, that affects our performance. And um, yeah, ladies, let's go out there, keep supporting each other, keep encouraging each other and, you know, um, doing this, the, the small things of painting our nails and wearing the earrings and uh, yeah, you know, taking, taking control and leading from the front front of these regulation changes. Oh, and I have to say, I've tried to paint my nails. I've done the stick-on uh, gel, like you just stick on the gel and you put in a little heating thing. I don't know, nail polish just does not like my fingers. It, it lasts for two days. And then I, once one comes off, they all have to come off. So I think I've kind of, I might try again. <laughs> maybe a different product, but, uh, yeah, for, for the ones that like to go get their nails done every two weeks, good for you. I barely can get my pedicure once, once a month. That's about all I can manage in time. So anyways, happy, happy week. And if you have anything else that you would like me to talk about, please, 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 uh, let me know. Thank you. If you are enjoying the podcast, please comment and keep updated on the Military Woman and So Much More Facebook group or at the Military Woman on Instagram. Also, leave a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast and thank you for your support.